how do you save time and money whenever you're creating content? This is something that, for whatever reason, the idea popped into my head. Um, I'm a runner. I like to run outside, and it's that time in Texas where we call it the running season, right? Because unlike other parts of the country where it may be you know, too cold in a specific time or it's snowing and you're like, oh, it's kind of dangerous. Well, y'all, the summertime in Texas is dangerous to go running. <laughs> so basically the running season is any time but summer. Like even getting into May through September, you got to be careful. Like I remember I almost had like a total like, I mean, it was so hot. It was 100 degrees. First of all, this was not a smart move. I do not recommend ever running if it's past like 95 degrees outside. But it was like 100 degrees. But I was training for a 10K. And I was like, no, I'm going to go run. I'm going to make it happen. Long story short, I went and ran, almost passed out. Terrible thing. Like, I still remember the moment when I got back to we were living in an apartment and I got back and I sat in front of the fan forever and my face was so red and my husband was like, are you really okay? Like you said you're okay, but are you really okay? So anyway, I'm a runner and I will get ideas that come to me and this is why I love having Google Sheets or Asana on my phone because I always have my phone on me. I'm listening to a podcast and this idea came to me and I was like, you know what? I need to talk about the money side of content creation. And then I was like, well, you can't really talk about the money without talking about the time that I intentionally save doing a lot of things the way that I do. Because to me, they go hand in hand. Like if I'm wasting time, I'm wasting money. And I don't ever like to waste money. So this is what we're talking about today. How to save time and money creating your content. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach you how to start, launch, and market your content with confidence. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of content creation, this is the show that will help be your time-saving shortcut. So let's get right to it, shall we? All right, so as we cover the topic of content creation, we have to kind of establish the foundation of where you are starting. Because maybe you're listening to this episode and you haven't started a podcast, you haven't started a YouTube channel, you are just now barely peeking your head into the world of content creation. Well, this will absolutely find you at the right time because maybe you can think about some of the things we're talking about today and either avoid some mistakes that I have made in the past. We'll talk about those. But I also just want you thinking about these things now before you ever get to a point where like, oh man, like this is a little overwhelming or I feel really lost. So that's where those of you that are just getting started, how this episode can help you. Now, for those of you that have been creating content, let's say for six to 12 months, this episode will really help you take a step back and do some evaluation of the systems you have in place, the processes that you're using, and the tools that you have already. And maybe you can look at 
Am I really using these things? Are they helping me? Are they saving me time? Are they saving me money? And so just plan to do a little bit of like that gut check. Oh, I don't really know if I need that thing anymore. Or that thing that I've been wondering, is it going to save me time or money? Like, yeah, it's it's a good idea to invest in that. So those are the two different places I know wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening to this episode, those are really the two camps that I see most people falling in. And then if you've been creating content for a long time, you're probably going to be nodding along and be like, mm, I made that mistake too. Yeah, don't do that. So yeah, this is where I see everybody landing kind of on the spectrum. But I wanted to start with this first thought of simplifying. So, um, and I have no idea, I can't credit anybody with exactly who I first heard this idea from, but it's simplify to amplify. And I remember thinking, well, that's just too simple. What do you mean? What does that even mean? Right? Simplify to amplify. Oh, okay. That just, it sounds so easy for my high complex, like, you know, throw all the fancy tools and gadgets and gizmos at me because I can figure them out and do all the things like I can, I can take this, I can conquer this content creation world. Like this is the idea that I had when I first got started. It's what led to feeling very overwhelmed. It's what led to me getting in over my head more than once, multiple times, several bajillion times (laughs) since I started this journey. But what I have realized in order to simplify, I wanted to tell you kind of what that means for me. And one, it means that I don't need all the bells and whistles to get going. And I think that it's a combination of like the FOMO, like the fear of missing out of doing all the big things right out of the gate is where we feel that pressure because we're looking, it's comparison. Let's let's just call it a spade a spade, right? It's comparison. We're saying, oh, I see that person's YouTube channel. I want to do that. Or I see how they're creating their podcast. I want to do that. That's great. I think aspirational goals are fantastic. But when they border into procrastinating because you're like, oh, I don't know which microphone to pick and I don't know which camera I need to get. And I don't know, like, no, you're just procrastinating and you're comparing yourself. You're just, you are holding yourself back. You are the one standing in the way of your own success. And I'm here to tell you, you don't need all the bells and whistles to get going. And then the second part of that is I want you to think small, but reliable when it comes to your audio and video equipment. And when I say small, I don't actually mean like physically small. I mean small on your budget, (laughs) like small money-wise, something that you're not saying, oh, I'm gonna have to get a loan or I'm gonna have to put this on a credit card or I'm just gonna have to, you know, I have to hope that one day I'll be able to pay this equipment off. No, y'all, y'all. Okay, time out real fast. I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'm gonna tell you anyway because it is worth repeating. I got started on a $20 microphone that I got from Amazon for my podcast. I used a free audio software, Audacity, for the first two years of my podcast. And I recorded YouTube videos on my cell phone. Y'all, 
this is where I got started. I didn't even buy, I'm trying to remember when I bought my first webcam. I used the webcam on my laptop. It was awful. It was terrible. But I bought a, I think at the time it might have been a $50 webcam. Whenever I was like, okay, I'm going to get serious about this. I need to invest in a webcam. It was $50. So all in, when I got started creating content, it was about 70 bucks. And then I used all the free tools, all the free trials that I could get because that's the person that I, this is the type of consumer I am. Like discounts, those are cool, but throw me a free trial and you got a customer for life. <laughs> like, let's just be really honest. And so I want you to think of where am I procrastinating and saying, oh, whenever I have this thing, that's when I'll take myself seriously or that's when I'll start creating. Stop it. Stop it. You're just procrastinating or you're comparing yourself. And the other thing when you talk about when it comes to simplifying is I want you to audit your tools and your time. Now, what I mean by this is I want you to either go through your last billing cycle, you know, maybe I'm recording this in March, so maybe look at February and look at all the bills that came through that you're paying for. If you're listening to this in the future, like look at the last 30 days, which bills are you getting from software, products, and all the different things that you're investing in? And then for me, I always do a check of my books every single month. And then if I realize that I'm getting a charge, I don't care if it's a $5 charge, a $10 charge, a $50 charge, I always ask the question, have I been using this? Do I still need it? And if I have not used something in the last 90 days at maximum, it is gone. Sometimes it's the last two weeks. Sometimes it's the last 30 days, 60 days. Like It just kind of depends on which tool it is, whether I'm launching or I'm in the middle of a promotion and I need that tool for just a little bit. Like That is the only like caveat to this, but I audit my tools constantly, constantly. And I want to, uh, we're going to talk about saving money here in a second, but I do want to bring this up right here because I am all about investing in the tools that I know I'm going to need over the long haul. And if you're paying for something on a monthly basis, but you're like, I know I'm going to need this in six months and I know I'm going to continue to use this for the next 12 months because I really love this tool. Opt for the annual plan, y'all. Go for the annual plan. You're going to save time. You're going to save money and you don't have to worry about whether your credit card's going to expire while it's done and your subscription gets screwed up because now they need a new credit card on file. I've been there. I've done it. It sucks whenever something on your website gets shut down because you didn't pay either the monthly payment because your credit card expired. Y'all, don't mess around with that kind of stuff. This ties in perfectly with saving you time and money. You could save so much time not going back and forth with all these companies if you just opt for the annual plan. Okay, there's that little extra bonus tip that is we're not even talking about saving money yet, but there you go. So I want you to audit your tools, but also audit your time. Now, what I mean by this is looking at where are you wasting time where are you just like, oh my gosh, if this process was just so much faster, my life would be infinitely easier or I wouldn't feel as stressed out or I wouldn't feel like 
I'm super overwhelmed. Like, look at the different places of your content creation journey and ask, where are my time suckers and my time savers? Because that's what you need to pay attention to whenever it comes to saving time and money in your content creation journey. All right? Are you with me? You're nodding along. I feel it. I see it. I don't actually see it because I can't see you, but we're on the same page, right? So now let's transition into what I do to save time. I am such a big, like, I, I feel like I need to talk more about, like, maybe in my YouTube content, like, actually walk you through my calendar. I showed this to my husband the other day. We were talking about, um, you know, we're in the month of March. We're in the beginning of March, and we have spring break coming up. And so we were planning some dates. And we're like, okay, we're going to be gone here, and then we're going to be back. But then, like, we're going to be back, but the kids won't be back in school. So we're trying to, like, juggle some appointments that we were doing. And we were looking at all this stuff and I showed him my Calendly calendar, which is the tool that I use for scheduling my podcast interviews for my show, as well as for me to be a guest on other show, student calls, like all kinds of things. It's all in Calendly. (laughs) And I opened up the dashboard and I was showing him like, well, here's the availability, but these are all the different, you know, places that people can book events with me or book, you know, calls. And he was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy organized. Like I don't even understand. And I'm like, yeah, I'm very, very sacred and have hard boundaries when it comes to my time. And it has saved my sanity so, so much. Whenever I first got started, and this is a lesson for anybody that's just getting started, or maybe you feel you're in this place right now where you're just like, oh my gosh, like I don't ever have time to do my own stuff. I'm always on calls or doing this, doing that. Like, You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Taking control of your calendar will change your life. It will absolutely change your life. And um, I have a few book recommendations. I didn't even have these in my notes, so I'm like going to have to go back and add them. But there was a book by Christy Wright that was Take Back Your Time. Super, super helpful for someone that needs help with time management. And then there's a book called Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. I read it years ago. So, so helpful. So if you have like these struggles around setting boundaries with your time, highly recommend these books. Very, very helpful. Okay, now we can actually get into my practical, tactical tips for really how I save time. And I have two, two main things, and you're probably going to guess these, repurposing and batching. These are the things that people are like, you do these so well, and you know, you have content all over the place. And I'm like, it is intentional. I spend so much time planning my content for how I'm going to repurpose it and use something more than once 
and how I'm going to batch it. And so let's start with repurposing because we're going to have more content. I have been getting so much, so many questions about repurposing lately. This is hot. Like, and it's actually not even coming in the form of a question. It's like, I want to do what you do with your content. I've had multiple people in this community reach out. So if you have specific questions about repurposing, please reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM, and I'd be happy to answer your questions and You know, I may even feature you in an upcoming episode or a YouTube video, or we may even just hop on a call and do a podcast interview. But when it comes to repurposing, the thing that I've realized of why I think about this so differently than everybody else is because we have to flip the repurposing, like the traditional sense of repurposing, that model, we have to flip it on its head and start thinking about, What type of content are you going to create before you ever hit record? Because what most people will do is say, oh, here's a finished final podcast episode or a published YouTube video. Now what else can I do with it? And I don't do that. I don't do that at all in my content. I am looking at the planning stages, like the back end, whenever it's still either pen and paper or Google Doc or Google Sheet or in my Asana. And I say, how can I use this? more than one time? How can I get the most mileage out of this content and just stretch it and keep it going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny, right? <laughs> so repurposing. Oh my gosh. Well, like I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole too much here today because I have some more content about it. But I did want to share something that I wrote in a recent weekly newsletter that I got so many comments on. So I want to share it with you. And it says, so you want to know my thought process when it comes to planning content. Here it is. What's the main topic, the main theme of the content? This is number one. Number two, what stories and information can I share? So these are all the ideas and the main points of the content itself. Number three, what platforms should I share this on? Does it need to be a podcast episode, a YouTube video, a live stream, and then I need to cut everything down into an Instagram reel? Number four, what changes do I need to make so each piece is platform specific? Should I make the podcast episode in a longer format and then cut out the longer stories to make a YouTube video that's more actionable? Number five, how can I tether my platforms together in my calls to action? So is there a YouTube video I can mention in a podcast episode that relates to this topic? Or how can I bring this up in my podcast? So the YouTube video, so I can link them all together. So this is how I think of and plan my repurposing strategy for my content. Again, I'm just skimming over it today. We are gonna talk about this so much more detail, but I wanna know your specific questions. So reach out to me about repurposing content. And then the second way that I really save time is batching. Now, batching is not just batch recording everything. This is batch planning. So I've shared this before, but I I got a new iPad and I'm like so excited. I've never had an iPad, so super just this is really cool. I love it. But my husband makes fun of me because I use it as a notebook. (laughs) I have this super fancy, basically computer on the go. And um, 
I use it to write on. Like I got an Apple Pencil and I have this app that allows me to handwrite things and then I can convert it into text. This is what I use it for. So I will batch plan, like meaning I will sit down and write out so I don't have all my notebooks anymore. I do still have my notebooks, don't get me wrong. But I do a lot more of this on my iPad and then I will plan out three or four episodes at one time and then I will record those at one time. So it's like different tasks that I'm doing. I'm planning in one session and then I'll record two or three episodes in a different session and then I will edit at a different time. So I just know that batching is my sanity saver. A hundred percent, like above repurposing, like repurposing is cool. And I love being able to put stuff in all the different platforms and do all the things. But if I could only pick one, it would be batching. Batching is just, it's a life changer for those of you that are overwhelmed or you feel like you can't keep up with content creation, like whatever it is that you're struggling with, I highly encourage you to check out batching. And again, this is something else that I'm gonna be talking a lot more about on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, because you'll have so many questions about it. So reach out if you have more questions about batching your content, but this is my advice. Batch plan, batch record, and batch edit in all different places instead of sitting down to plan an episode, then record it, and then edit it all in one session, that's stressful. I can't even think about doing that. Like right now, I'm recording this episode, and I'm gonna go do something else after this. I'm not gonna sit here and edit. I need a chance to walk away from this piece of content and then come back to it, because that's how I stay excited about my content, and I'm not stressed out because I'm just constantly consuming the same piece of content by recording it and planning it and editing it. All. No, that's too much. It's too much. And I did do that for a while. I don't do that anymore. Okay, that is saving time. Now let's talk about saving money. Money, money, money. This is something I I feel like is a very strong selling point for me? Is that a selling point? Is that what you would call that? Unique, it's my USP, right? My unique selling proposition. I don't know. Is that, that's what that stands for, right? (laughs) Shouldn't talk about things that I don't know about. But for me, I like to be frugal. Y'all, I talk about this a lot. I say that, oh, I'm frugal, but really I'm cheap. Y'all know this. I've said this before. It's why I spent $20 on a podcast mic. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on something and then it's just sitting around. So whenever it comes to saving money, I wanted to break this down in the three different areas of content creation. So I have podcast, video, and blog. Okay. These are the different ways that I save money. So first of all, let's do podcast editing. Podcast editing. Do it yourself. If you want to save money, do it yourself. Learn how to do it because, and this is actually a saving time, saving money, like ding, ding, ding. If y'all listen to the Armchair Expert, like you totally know what I'm saying. The ding, ding, ding. But I think it's really important that if you're not editing your own content, it's really hard to get better at recording. And the reason why I say that is because I, if I go back and listen to original versions of my content, like, and y'all know this, you can go back and listen to all of my original episodes. I have not re-uploaded those, edited them, made them pretty. I haven't done anything. They are, what you see is what you get. And I edited all of those 
And because of all that editing, I realized, oh my gosh, I say the word so way too many times. And I used to say like. So like, do you think this thing like, and I don't do that as much anymore. You'll still hear it from time to time, but I don't do it as much because I would record that listen back and say, oh my gosh, like, oh, I don't like that that much. So it helped me become a better podcaster. So that's kind of one thing that doesn't have anything to do with saving money other than if you edit yourself, you're not outsourcing your editing and you're gonna save money that way. And then the next thing I wanted to bring up about podcast editing, because people say to me, well, I have to outsource it. I don't know how to do it. Well, you can figure out ways to edit your own podcast, but if you want it to actually sound better, and when I say edit, I'm talking about just cutting out like the basic parts of editing where you snip out a piece where it's like, oh my gosh, there was this long pause, or I had to sneeze, and I had to take a drink, or my dogs were barking, my kids are screaming, like those things that you're editing out, no fancy stuff. We're not talking about equalizing and compression and like I don't do any of those things. Did you know this? Have I told you this before? I don't do any of that fancy editing stuff. I don't. What I do is I cut out the big pieces where I screwed up and then this is the big like, ooh, aha moment. She's going to give it to us. Why is she teasing us? She should just tell us exactly what she's going to say. Y'all, if you cannot afford an editor, use the tools that are out there that will help you sound better. This is what I have done. Before Magic Mastering, which is what I use today, I use Magic Mastering because I am a Buzzsprout user. Shout out to Buzzsprout. If you wanna go try them out, go to crystalprofit.com forward slash Buzzsprout. Go see what I'm talking about. But Magic Mastering is this leveling tool that helps everybody sound so much better. Whether it's me, whether it's my guest, whether it's like some weird noise that's in the background, you honestly can barely even hear it, even if it's there, through magic mastering. Because what they do is they take something, and I love uh, Kevin Finn, he's one of the co-founders over there at Buzzsprout, and I don't know if he coined this, so I don't want to give him the full credit, but he was the one that I first heard use it. He said, it's like the Instagram filter for your podcast. It makes your audio sound so much better. And that's what I started using way back when, whenever it first came available. And it's what I continue to use on the Profit Podcast. And y'all, it makes my audio sound so much better. So, so much better. But if you're like, well, I can't afford Magic Mastering, which is not much. It's like an extra, not even $10 a month, I think. Like, which is way cheaper than having someone edit your podcast. You could also try a tool like Auphonic, and I'm gonna link to all these in the show notes. I haven't even talked about the show notes today, y'all. Crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 338 is where you're gonna find everything we're talking about here today. But Auphonic is actually magic mastering. So if you didn't know this, like breaking news, Auphonic is licensed through Buzzsprout and they called it something else, which is magic mastering. But if you wanted to try it out, they do offer a free, um, I don't remember how much time length you get, but it's like a certain amount of time that you could use. And that's what I did before Magic Mastering came about. So you can upload your audio file, it does its magic, and then it spits out a brand new file, and it, again, is like the Instagram filter for your podcast where it sounds so much better, 
All right, so these are the options for you to save money with your podcast if you don't wanna hire an editor. And then the last one that I have, the tool that I wanted to share with you about saving money is Descript. Now, Descript is something that I don't use on a regular basis for my podcast. I get questions about it a lot, and so I'm gonna be experimenting with it more, but it's not, I always tell y'all, like I'm very upfront with you, I don't endorse products that I don't use on a regular basis, but I have used it enough to know that if you are someone that just, you wanna do your own editing, you wanna cut out like the ums and the long pauses, Descript is perfect for that, and it's, again, way cheaper than hiring someone to edit your podcast. So Descript, Alphonic, Magic Mastering, I'm gonna link to all of this in the show notes for you to check it out. But let's move on to video editing. Actually, while we're here, let's talk about Descript as an audio editor and a video editor because it does the same thing. So it does video and audio editing. I think it just depends on the plan that you get. It's a tool that I'm gonna recommend for video editing as well. Again, I don't use this on a regular basis and we're gonna talk about what I use, but I really love the idea of being able to get really familiar with one specific tool that you love and you really understand it, you know it well, and you can use it for multiple things. That's why I recommend Descript. I think it's super, super cool. All right, but let's go back to video editing. So Camtasia, this is the tool that I use, and there's a few reasons. One, it's really simple. Two, I've used it for a long time. Three, it is a one-time purchase with yearly maintenance fees, meaning I paid, I think like, not even $200 for the initial software several years ago. And now I just pay like the maintenance fee if I want the latest updated version of the software, which is around like 50 bucks a year. Y'all, this is like two or $300 over the last probably, let me see, I guess it might be close to like 350 bucks over the last three years that I've been using it. And I love it. Because it's so simple. Now, I did use Adobe Premiere. And so for anybody that is, you have the Adobe Suite, like you're already paying for the Adobe stuff and like you're constantly using all the other tools. Adobe Premiere is a great option, but it's so complicated. You're like, y'all, I'm a fast learner. I'm a tech nerd. I like to get in and do all the things, get nitty gritty. It's too much for me. It is too much for me. And it frustrated me to no end that I could not record my screen, like do a screen recording in Adobe Premiere. I had to do it somewhere else and then import that. It it was frustrating. In Camtasia, I do my screen recording. I can record. I could just record my podcast in Camtasia if I wanted to. And this is what I love about it. But with Adobe Premiere, you had to pay on a monthly basis. And I don't like that. Going back to saving money, I am all about the annual plans. Like, let me pay you up front, take my money. I don't want to get a monthly bill saying this is how much I owe because it it adds up over time, y'all. If you know you're going to use it, get that annual discount, right? Most software, most products offer a discount for you to pay that annual fee. Pay it up front, like save money somewhere else and pay it right out of the gate so you don't have to continuously pay 
so much more in monthly fees. You can just pay it. And once a year, you know, hey, in February or March or April or whenever the subscription is up, you can budget and plan for that next payment to go through. All right, so that's video editing, blog writing. I didn't have too much on this because I don't spend a ton of money, but um, whenever it comes to like writing my blogs and doing all that, I don't have a lot of plugins and a lot of fancy tools that I use, but I did wanna talk about saving money in blog writing. I use a lot of free or very low ticket tools that are crucial, (laughs) crucial to having a successful website. One, Asana, this just kind of fell into, Asana could be rolled in anywhere because I literally use it in every process, like batching, repurposing, podcast, video, like I use it everywhere in my business, but this really felt right right here because I use it so much to plan my content. So Asana is something, y'all, I use it for free. I use it for free. I'm actually gonna be upgrading really soon, but for now and for the last two and a half years, I've used the free version. I've never even paid for Asana, but I have fallen so in love with this tool and I wanna use some of the paid features. So, but it's something that keeps me organized and helps me do my job on a regular basis. So this is where you can save money. Like if you're disorganized and you need to like, you could hire a virtual assistant to help you set up a sauna. And whenever I had a project manager, she helped me do this in a different software. And we set up my content calendar and we figured out the best ways to have processes and workflow in the business. And then I actually end up moving that whole system over to Asana and I love it. It is literally what I use on a regular basis, but hiring a VA to help you set up all of these processes and systems are way cheaper than hiring someone for a like ongoing, like long-term full-time role. You could have someone help you set up the processes and then from there, it's something that you replicate and duplicate on a regular basis to help you run your content, run your business, do all the things that you're doing. All right, the next tool is Keywords Everywhere. You probably heard me talk about this. It's my SEO tool that I absolutely love. I use it, oh gosh, I would say probably five or six times a week easily, easily, if not at least once a day. Like that That actually sounds better because I would use it like one time to, you know, I'm planning content or doing something. I use it, we'll just call it once a day. Keywords everywhere. It's my keyword planner that I use that I can plug into. It works for Google, it works for YouTube, it works for Amazon, it works for a lot of places, but this helps me do my keyword research, and it is a lot cheaper than a lot of other ones that are out there because you pay for credits. So I will pay $10 to get all these credits. I think I pay 10 10 or $20 a year, a year. This is not 10 bucks a month. This is like 10 to $20 a year. So this is another way that I save money instead of paying on a regular basis for another keyword planner. Like this is what I use and I absolutely love it. And then the last one I wanna talk about is Yoast SEO because it goes hand in hand with keywords everywhere. I use it a lot. It's a free WordPress, I can't even say that, WordPress plugin. I was trying to like word smash all that together. 
This is super, super helpful. It saves me time, saves me money. Again, going in line with the SEO and keywords. Y'all, I have all of these tools that I know, I love, and I trust on my website. So I'm gonna link to this specific page in the show notes. It's my tools page. So if you go to crystalprofit.com, you'll see at the top, I have all these different bars listed are the menu options and tools is one of them. I'm an affiliate for most of these companies, but those are my favorite tools that I use. They save me time, they save me money, and I love them so much. You will not see something listed there that I do not love. And here's a little behind the scenes. I've gotten a lot more emails lately of people saying, hey, I love your tools page. Uh, how can I get listed there? How can I get featured there? So I know that it's really valuable. It's very helpful. And please don't email me saying, will you add my product or the thing that I'm selling to your page? Because it's probably not going to happen unless I know your product and I love your product. But I want you to go to the tools page on my website. So again, I'm going to link to all of this in the show notes. So crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 338. But that's all I have for you today. I hope that you take everything you learned here. You save some time, save some money, save your sanity, and you are able to create content with confidence because that is what we are all about here. We are trying to set you up to be more confident that way you feel more comfortable showing up in your content and you just keep creating. You don't get burned out. You don't feel stressed out. You are excited to come back to your content every week, every month, whenever you're producing your stuff. But I want you to stay consistent and I want you to do it with confidence. So one more time, crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 338. But that's all I have for you today. So if you are brand new around here, what a doozy to be like, I'm just, I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome to our content creator community where you're going to find more information about content strategy, content repurposing, content batching, all these things that we talked about here today. There's going to be more of it coming in the future. So saddle up, buckle up, get your boots on, whatever that looks like. I just butchered every phrase you would ever hear here in Texas, but you know, this is what you get, okay? You get some authentic, (laughs) authentic things around here. And I am just so excited that you listen. If you loved this episode today, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on social media. Tag me on Instagram and let me know your number one takeaway. And I would love it if you would subscribe or follow the show wherever you are listening, wherever you get your podcast. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 